Gen Con 2018 is in the books, and ooh-wee, there were so many games this year. If you had a week to walk around the Expo Hall, you still wouldn't have been able to see all the games, let alone demo them. Such games. With developers and publishers like Z-Man, Gamelin, Roxley, and more, there was a game or series of games for everyone. There was even a game designed to simulate what it's like to be visually impaired. This week, we sit down with chief content nerd and host of our very own Humans of Gaming podcast to figure out what we thought was the best of the best from Gen Con 2018. And that's what we want to talk about this week on the Free Play Podcast. You are listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup. Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. What's up, nerds? My name is Bubba Stalkup, and I am the chief community nerd here at Love Thy Nerd, and I'm joined live. Ooh wee! Ooh wee! Ooh wee! Chicken. <laughs> After uh, as a post Gen Con free play episode, and with me, as always, is Matt Warmbier. What up? Matt Warmbier is our chief community nerd, and I'm gonna go ahead and give all of our. No, you're not the community nerd. I'm whatever you want me to be. <laughs> you wish, you bro. You just tell me what you want me to you, be. It has I'll, been a long four days. You are the chief nerd, missions nerd. Nerd, nerd. Chief outreach, chief nerd, bro. Nerd. Yeah. And so I'm going to give all of the titles, hopefully correctly, because... <laughs> we'll see. The whole, I mean, you've already messed up once. It's going to be fine. Three Anybody who is at Gen Con, which is really the people that I'm talking to, I'm apologizing to right now. I'm going to say all the titles so that the people who have never heard this podcast and don't know anything about Love Thy Nerd and saw our Wicked Sweet t-shirts... At Gen Con, mm. you guys will know a little bit about us and who we are, and if you met us, what it is that we actually do here at Love Thy Nerd. And also, you hear that other mm, on the mm. other end of the mic. <laughs> that is our chief content nerd, Mr. Drew Dixon. Hey, this is a big moment for me. <laughs> you feel good? <laughs> because it's my first time on free play. Is yeah, that true? You've I guess it. free play, yeah. yeah. Were you ever on the arcade? I can't. Yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah, you, you were on the arcade. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But this is like this way is, better. Well, this is like a big leads. Yeah, this is big leads here. You're not yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. We admit that. Not that arcade was great. No, it's terrible. <laughs> not no, that get, the arcade was great. Not, yeah. not that it was great. But for real, like, for real, I am a fan of free play. And I know that like that may not mean a lot to some people because you probably think, well, you work with lovely nerds. But... Not but I love does. it. Yeah. But I really do love it. I listen to it every That's week, true. and I think for real, I told, I told you the. <laughs> I've told <laughs> Matt does not listen every don't week. Leave me. Why do I? Have to, I, why do I, have to, I don't listen to my own voice. Like, you were there, so I, I get exactly, it. You were there. I got, I got tagged in a question on Facebook the other day, like today, I guess it was, and I said, "Hey, what was that thing you were talking about? That one website?" Oh, yeah. I, like, I don't know. Line. I have no <laughs> idea. You tell me. I, I haven't listened to it. I can't remember what it being said. Did I say something? You didn't. No, I, I didn't. Thank you. You said it. It was definitely me. Yeah, I didn't say anything. And you, you knew it. Well, we're we're grateful to have you. Um, and yeah. it makes sense to have you here. So yeah. for those of you guys that don't know, not only is Drew the chief content nerd for Love Thy Nerd, but he's also one of the hosts of Humans of Gaming. Yeah. An amazing podcast that if you actually like podcasts about things, um, you're going to love Humans of Gaming. It is yeah. a 
wonderful podcast um, about just talking to developers about why they make games yeah, um, and getting deeper into their spiritual. Yeah, yeah. And I did w- want to finish my thought because I was going to say um, – It's not going to happen. I didn't get to yeah, – well, I didn't get Too to bad. say what I like. Well, one of the things that I think I just want to say publicly to our listeners is that I feel like free play gets better every episode. Like it's gotten consistently – better and better like you guys are killing it so i just want to say that because i've said that to y'all personally but i want to say it on your podcast well no pressure here yeah well noted that if this episode (laughs) takes it's not us (laughs) (laughs) but yeah humans of gaming is um we interview game designers game developers about what they do about it we the tagline is an open open and honest conversations about games life and belief so we talk to game designers about what they believe about the world about god about their craft so it really is kind of a celebration of creativity and design and and all things nerdy and um but the art of those things i think it gives developers an opportunity to talk on a deeper level than maybe they do normally i think most of the time designers talk about when they get interviewed they talk about what are the cool mechanics in your game or what how many guns are there or whatever (laughs) yeah which what's the answer i mean everybody (laughs) i mean like i want to know you know i want to know how many guns there are but um we tried to to treat them like you would uh, any human being yeah, that you want to yeah. know on a deeper level, and absolutely, I think yeah. it's oh, it's gone. Jinx with that. <laughs> <laughs> that usually happens on accident because it's over Discord. It's weirder yeah, in life. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I figure most people who listen to this have probably checked it out at one point or another. But if you haven't, definitely check it out. Um, so we've talked to really cool game designers like Bennett Foddy, who made Quop and you know contributed to Sports Friends and made uh, Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy, and then the most frustrating and ragey <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, have you seen yeah. this game? No. You're like a torso in a basket or something sorry, like what? that? You're a man on, in a pot even... with a hammer. There it is. And you have this hammer and you swing it around to try and climb this mountain. The great thing about it is stupid, right? I mean, the idea is stupid, but it's it's really funny. But the, what's great about it is that he designed the game that at any point you can mess up in, to such an extent that you'll go back to the very beginning. Very beginning. So it's really hard to get up this mountain. Wait, is it a tabletop game? No, no it's, it's, it's a steam game. It's very climbing. So you're going back yeah. and forth, but the physics are jacked on it. Yeah. Like completely yeah. jacked. Sounds very ragey. Yeah. So he's yeah. sort of like a, yeah, a really interesting game very designer. Kaizo Mario. Yeah. Kind of. So he actually made it so that people would get frustrated. And so that they could deal with their own frustration. There's voiceovers Nailed that it. talk about failure when you, when you fall. Yeah. Awesome. It's actually him. That's it's actually him the it. designer. Yeah, really awesome. Yeah. And, and you learn all this hey, in the episode. Hey, and so it's a really good, all right? Yeah. Yeah. You would have fun getting on Twitch and finding, or or YouTube and finding oh, some man. compilations of people's failures on it. And if you're having a bad reactions. day, just go watch that. Yeah. Right? yeah. It could be worse. Yeah. yeah. And we just had Carrie Patel on, who made Pillars of Eternity, who, who's one of the lead narrative designers on Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. So, new game that's out um and so yeah some just really talented cool people they get to talk about their craft and what they believe yeah. and a lot of times it's not about jesus you know they don't believe in jesus but we get to yeah. have an honest I, I, conversation with them i think that's the thing like we go to conventions and oftentimes the developers are getting those questions like how many guns are in it and etc but to be able to treat the people like real people like mm-hmm. hey let's hear your thought process let's hear about your game let's hear the why's that's really important because yeah. I think that too many people out there just care about the the game and not the developer, not the creator. So that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's fun. And you guys have a billion more episodes in the pipe and you recorded a ton 
while we were here at Gen Con. Yeah. And that's, those are going to be coming out in subsequent episodes. Yeah. Hopefully the next episode we have will be like a, a whole bunch of short, um, some of them are kind of long. I don't know. We might cut them a little bit, but, uh, Gen Con game designer interviews. So I think it's cool. Cause I don't think there's a lot of podcasts with these kind of interviews with board game right. designers. So it'll be pretty different. We were talking um, about it, right? Like video games. There, yeah. there are a dime a dozen. I mean, everybody's yeah. doing these kinds of things, but how, I mean, how would you describe it? It's like a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of have like three or four questions. There's three that I almost always ask, like, you know, tell me about your game and what makes it unique. And then also what do you hope players gain from their time with it? So rather than just ask like, what is how does the game work mechanically? Yeah. Um, we want to know, like, what's the the value proposition of this game? You know, what value mm. do you hope it adds to players' lives? And then I always ask designers, why do they make games? You know, what drives them? So what drives your creative process and that Money. kind of thing? But then we'll also ask, cool. you know. Uh, mortgage. Yeah, if the game's super interesting, we'll ask some other questions and stuff too. But we want it to feel conversational rather than um, just like, uh, you know, Again, you know, de- detailing out the different elements of the game. Because they can find that information anywhere. That's you know? true. This might be putting you on the spot, but what was your favorite interview? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, no pressure. Uh, let's, let's just hear it. It's probably a little bit of a Three, spoiler. Three, two, one, let's go. But yeah, I talked to the designers <laughs> holding on. Redacted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go ahead. Okay. It's your podcast. You just yeah. spoil if you want to. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, based on what we're going to talk about next a spoiler of what we're going to talk about on a this for, podcast. It's a foretaste of things. But I talked to the designers behind the troubled life, uh, sorry, holding on the troubled life of Billy Kerr. Mm. You know, it's just really fun to talk to them because they're making a game that's pretty heavy um, and they want to say something. We'll I think, talk about why. Yeah. Here in just yeah, a yeah. We'll get, so I promise was, we'll get to it. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. Awesome. Great question, Matt. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for that. Yeah, shut it. <laughs> <laughs> Please? <laughs> But we have been at Gen Con for the last four days. And guys, four days at Gen Con is like a thousand days It was anywhere. See, I, I've only been to Gen Con where I was mostly in a booth. Right. So you would go out and you would wander. And I, I honestly, I feel like in previous years, I was able to see all of the, ex, like, the expo hall. Yeah. I was able to see all the booths. Like I'd wander in and out, no problem. This year, I don't no feel way. like I yeah. even made it down some of the aisles. No, yeah. I don't know if like they added more aisles or like there's more people or more booths. But like mm-hmm. I feel like every I day was I was like, oh, well, yeah. oh, they're over here. I I had no idea. It was huge last year, and it felt bigger this year. Um, I mean, I've been to, this is either my fifth or sixth, I can't remember, Gen Con, and I remember going, I mean, you've been several times too, I remember going and feeling like I could have a conversation with every, every exhibitor, like they're someone in their booth before I leave, and now there's like no way, I mean, it's just, board games are having a a moment, I hope it's more than a moment. I I was talking to my friend Shane about this, like. I really, really hope that this is Shane Reed, like, uh, Shane Reed hey, at Shane. Jimmy John's. Um, <laughs> Jimmy John's. Uh, Not a sponsor, unless they want to be. Yeah, hey, he uh, yeah, can make I would that happen. Love to have some sandwiches. Eat yeah. at Jimmy John's. Uh, I don't know if that's a slogan. If the sponsor is just like some sandwiches, <laughs> that would be, that'd be, be worth. Fine. They'll deliver to you yeah. on a bike. Yeah, I know they will. Uh, well, while you're walking, like, just about. Oh yeah, how, what were you talking about? I was talking about how like I hope that this isn't like the plateau of board gaming. Yeah, like. I hope that we're not going to see a, a drop off here because it has been building for the past 
years. It's going to be a no. hard crash if it does. Mm-hmm. Like a yeah. hard, like steep crash. Yeah. But I don't think it will. I we're, we're kind of, you know, shifting our focus from what was primarily video games for six yeah. plus years right. to, hey, now we're not we're not completely shifting mm-hmm. all the way to tabletop, right. but we're, we're going to give, you know, 40 to 50 percent of of the weight. You know, our yeah. first our first, you know, con out of the game is Gen Con. Yep. They had a video game room. Yeah. But that was that was it. I, I played Mario. I played Carnival. Oh, the arcade, little arcade in the yeah. way there. Yeah. yeah, I forgot how. Yeah, but you'll hard see it is some. You'll see some booths with the digital versions of popular board we, games. Yeah, yeah. And we to talked time. to. I I think there's going to be eventually here kind of a, a mix between, like the iPad app version or. You mm-hmm. know, I almost want every one of them to have one. Right, and we the guy we talked to today from, Line, uh, did it again. Uh, sh- See, that's what happens when you spend like nine, <laughs> nine days together. Uh, no, the, we we went we stopped by the Green Briar booth and oh yeah 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 talk yeah. to Walter. Walter, yes, he showed us a prototype of his game to come. Ooh, and, I don't know. We're not gonna because we don't know if we're allowed to. But right, but there's yeah. there's some mixture of app in it just to save pages basically. And I won't mm-hmm. ruin yeah, it. Yeah, he, he's but, putting like, the book of the game in its its RPG style. Mm-hmm. He's putting the book in an app. Oh, cool. So that when you yeah. get to a certain point, it triggers something. It, and it just makes sense. It just makes sense, mm-hmm. really. Like playing things like. Uh, some people that don't like that, like they want their tabletop games to oh, be yeah. like oh, yeah. completely that, analog. Like, well, you, I mean, you have to buy an like, iPad for every one of yeah. your rule books and put them on the shelf. It doesn't bother me. Like, If there's a way yeah. for the companies to save some money and put out really good games, I'm for that. Cut mm-hmm. the overhead. Yeah, let's go. Absolutely. What I think is cool is some of these board games nowadays will have like a playlist or or a, you know music to, to go with it. I think that's really that's cool. That's my jam. Sentinels. I did not know that Sentinels had a playlist. Play hey, uh, Jean Marc. Jean Marc. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Jean Marc. He makes Jean Marc Picard. Yeah. He makes the music. Nobody knows who that is. Well, I do. Jean Marc. <laughs> uh, he, he makes the music for Sentinels. Okay. Nice. That's so. cool. Shout out John Marc. Yeah. yeah. Long time he lives in Canada. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I met several people from Canada. <laughs> I do think that like part of the big popularity of board games now does have to do with that whole digital like well, we're the culture. Digital you know, like people want we're so tied to our phones mm-hmm. and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and and, and Snapchat. constant. I don't say you're trying. Either, you're thinking of MySpace, but, but I think <laughs> yeah, MySpace um, blog blogger. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Live blog, live blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but GeoCities. Um, <laughs> but you know we we're go on, we're yeah. constantly looking down at our phones, notifications popping right. into our brains all the time. And so, like when we play a tabletop game, we have to sit around the table. We have to hang out in the same space with people. We have to set it up and like and be in the same space. And yeah, I yeah. I like that. It's tabletop for me is like my favorite time to. I love video games. Yeah, but it's my favorite time to game because it's like. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna we're gonna get to know each other a little bit. Real better. conversation happens. Yeah. Absolutely. You're 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 making that face to face connection. That was one of the things that we talked about. You know, in February when we were starting all of this, was we wanted to we we um, I guess I can say it now it's safe. You know, we we talked about you know when we were naming this thing, play well as one of the names for yeah. that we were kicking around redacted. for our ministry and also <laughs> redacted. Um, but we. Because we wanted to make it a place where people didn't just they play well was a double entendre that they didn't just play the game like well 
yeah. but they played well with others. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And mm-hmm. so I think that building relationships around games is harder with video games than yep. it is in tabletop because people are real when you're sitting across from them. Yeah. yeah you can't be a troll, sort of, unless you, you're, unless you're chatting. Totally. You got to roll for banter. Yeah. You really do. People yeah. know you're being a troll. <laughs> yeah. And, but like, you're playing a game with a bunch of people, like, yeah. Hopefully, the people you're playing with, like, they won't right. let that, you know, if it's, if it's really nasty, they won't let that slide. Yeah. But not to bury the lead here. I, yeah. I do think that getting stuff in digital form for a tabletop game, I think it makes sense. The companion apps, mm-hmm. really. Like, give me a life tracker. Give me important information about my yeah. character. Give me, you know, a quick start player guide. Stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I, I've i said it a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand times more. Beasts of Balance is one of my favorite games that I own. And really that I've played. I stopped at their booth. Yeah. You watched me play with the dev for a while. See, I didn't even know they had a booth. And that bumps me out because I wanted to check out that game. Oh, yeah. I missed all the new characters. Uh, Everything. Yeah. Bummer. I was really sweaty. So I got to play with the cards. (laughs) You're fine. I got to play with the cards that are the battle cards. And we played the the latest version of their beta, um, the new battle beta. And so it was really fun to be able to do that. But that game is a physical buildable Mm -hmm. that you can play Mm -hmm. completely without the app. Just build up. But it also has an iPad bestiary. And, you know, it's you, you're stealing from people and you're making characters in the in the game and it's tracking them. That's the bestiary part of it, that it's it's keeping track of all of the animals that you make. Yeah. So, you know, I think that if you do if you do it well, if done correctly, you can have a really sweet physical tabletop experience yeah. mm-hmm. and you can also have a complimentary digital experience right and as you well. said that was one of your favorite games of yeah, all time exactly so to say mm-hmm. that like that's a face i would dare connection. say put that at my number one game wow yeah wow and i, I wouldn't even balk at that all right well, play with your kids oh yeah i'm yeah. holding you to it my kids my my uh you know my in-laws yeah my wife anybody that wants to play i would own it if it were a little like more affordable <laughs> yeah, it's a little pricey. well yeah. we have sold several I of their copies why. i could probably i'll tag them in this and hey yeah. be of balance if you're yeah. listening ship me a copy <laughs> so that i yeah. can share the wealth a i bit. get why it's expensive because right. of the right. it's like a it super makes quality sense. game yeah that makes yeah. sense and we're not talking about we'll, we'll save that for another podcast but that game at 99 dollars makes sense yep totally. it may even be a little cheap at 99 dollars um, yeah. Bluetooth plinth for you to build on. It's a whole thing. But at Gen Con, we went around. We saw all these different things. We talked to different developers. Some it, of all the different some, things. We, we saw three things. <laughs> um, we played games. We built relationships. Yes. And for those of you that have been following us and what we're doing with Love Thy Nerd, this trip to Gen Con, we called it Gen Con Recon because we don't know what we want this thing to be. We're still really trying to figure out what the vision is and the calling for Love Thy Nerd. At least as far as the conventions are, are concerned. Like, we know what we want to do with the website. Oh, yeah. We, like, we know that aspect of it. Yeah. But like, as far as going to conventions, what did that look like? The IRL arm of it. Yes. We're still trying you know. to figure that out. And I think we know what we want to accomplish. Right. At all, at conventions. But just It's the, just a matter how, of, yeah, how to do that well. Okay, that's a good way to put it. So we have the vision, we have the end goal, mm-hmm. but we don't know the steps. Yes. So we're working out the strategy of it, yeah, if you will. For sure. And I think we're doing a pretty good job. I mean, it's it's hard. Yeah. Um, it's very, very hard. We had a lot of fun here at the con. It was, it was hard at some points, and it was ridiculously rewarding and mm. fun in other points. Yeah. Did you mention tiring? 
<laughs> I don't remember. I don't think we I went blacked to bed. out. Just yeah, then. we. I don't think we've gone to bed before two. Oh no! Every night. No. And I'm I'm getting old. Well, yeah. I mean it's true. I think you that goes are, without I'm saying. Not, yeah, you're you're but... fine. <laughs> when you're younger, we're young bucks. <laughs> yeah. So I I think yeah it's just been it was really rewarding just mm. to be with the people and I think that people long to be known and to know and to just be able to listen and play a game. Because yeah. games are like at least as far as Gen Con is concerned like that's a universal thing like we're all there because we love games and we might not love the same game but at least we have a commonality with it so to being able to go out and hey let's play this game together mm-hmm. let's talk let's get to know each other let's go like like this is a, a, a we're, this is a place where we were able to kind of continue to foster relationships and yeah. also start some new ones because we just really we want to love people and we want to know like let them know that Jesus loves them and we want to play games. We want to play games. Yeah, we really mm-hmm. like that, that's it. And because of those three things, like we're I don't know. Yeah. Even if they can if, if the people we're playing with like even if they don't care, like they still love games, so we're still gonna hit mm-hmm. sit down and we're gonna play games. Right. Yeah. So, I think people would be surprised how many people there are in these spaces, nerd conventions and especially board game conventions who are lonely you know yeah don't have people who take interest in them yeah and uh they come here to try and find their tribe or whatever their people but they but they you know they're introverted or they don't know how to find it and yeah i mean that's what we're there for is to to love them and and hopefully point them you know to jesus in a way that's respects them as human beings and respects what they care about and i think for the most part like it it's been it's been received as well as I could have hoped, um, save for one encounter. And I think that uh, that that one kind of rocked me. I talked with you, Matt, about mm-hmm. it a little bit, Matt. But it's yeah. that's it's stupid for me not to expect failure. Sure, yeah. I mean a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that you know, as far as like previous cons go, I think we've we've done about the same the same ratio of people willing to engage. And yeah. people just like, yeah, it's not my jam. No, thank you, yeah. You know, and I mean, we've, I have stories, you have stories, you have stories. I mean, almost everyone on the team has a story about somebody that they talked to here at Gen Con and they were able to c- click or relate on some level with them, even though we're wearing shirts that say, love thy nerd with, you know, six different variations of nerd. You guys have hopefully seen them. And if you want them, you can buy them on the store at lovethynerd.com. Yeah is definitely a sponsor. A, oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Starting in August. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that was that was just a shameless plug for our store. But if you like our shirts, you can buy them um, in jet black. Ooh, they feel so good. These ones feel good. I they hope do. the other ones feel good too. When, when, well, oh, well, Chris wore them. Yeah. Yeah, he said yeah, they were good. Yeah. Just, he, had, he just minor armpit chafing. <laughs> yeah. We'll, well, we'll go ahead and sweat in them first. Yep. And then yeah. Pre-sweat, pre They're like the soft. Cotton. Yeah, yeah. Because they're of the nice. sweat, you're welcome. Yeah. On the real, they are nice shirts. Yeah. <laughs> so like, they're not sandpaper shirts. You're gonna want to buy these things. No, they're great. Yeah. But four days at Gen Con, we're done. Gen Con is over. Uh, they made sure of it. They <laughs> kicked everybody <laughs> out of there. Yeah. Um, and even you know the you know the the distributors and exhibitors, they were they were ready to be gone too because guys, it was just a long show. But I'm happy that I went. We talked about it. Um, Chris, or, uh, Drew, I don't remember if I if I talked with you about it or not, but 
Uh, I would say, I would dare say that this was my favorite show that I've done. Really? You're talking to me about that. You weren't sure. That was after day one. I was, well, uh, yes, true. And I was, I was kind of locked between um, PAX South and Gen Con. They're two Mm -hmm. vastly different shows. It's almost not even fair to put them on the same. They are different, but like, I think they're both similar in the fact like PAX South is a little smaller as far as the PAX shows go. Yeah. And you're able to have those real conversations and real interactions and tabletops gotten a lot bigger there. So like there's the same, but they're different because PAX does have more, you know, that indie. I, I would say vibe. this. If I had just been starting out with all of this, because we really demoed a lot of what we're doing now at PAX South. Yeah. Um, unbeknownst to us. That's, right. that's what we did. We right. just had a thousand people in the booth and it was easy to do. So if I had started at Gen Con from scratch, I probably wouldn't have the same opinion. I would I would lean on PAX. Really? But we we were able to to build on relationships and this is a huge shout out to Roxley and Dice Throne um specifically those are our boys um i love 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 Manny and Nate and got to meet Paul and Daniel yeah. and just all of those guys over there guys if you're listening thank you for being you mm. just getting to hang out literally hanging out yeah. it's not just hey uh how's your game how many dice does it have okay i'll buy a copy and then moving on, it's we played games with them and we hung out with them. And that is exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah. And it's not gimmicky. It's not anything. It's like we want to be friends with yeah. developers and not just developers, but con goers as well. And it's just easier when you can name drop, you know, it just mm-hmm. is. I'm really disappointed that I didn't, didn't get to play Manny's son's game. Oh, my. Okay. Now, Manny, if you're listening, we're, we're the worst. You're, yes, seriously. You're the worst. You told us we could play the living nothing. worst. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's change this into just the worst game of Gen Surely. Con. Yeah. yeah. His, his eight-year-old is making a game with him. Yeah. And it sounds great, and he said he was going to bring it. I think he did, but we never got to play it. We did not at all. No. But we did get to play a game from another good developer friend of ours, Tim Fowers, and we're going to talk about that here in just a second. Yes. Um, but is there anything else you guys wanted to add about experiences at Gen Con? Um, I would, I would say it's, this has probably been my favorite show too, just because I feel like, um, that's saying a lot. Yeah. I've been, I've been to a lot of, I mean, at least a couple, you know, when I was working for game church, I've been to at least two show, one or two shows a year, um, every year. And so yeah, at minimum, yeah, at minimum, the last couple of years I was going to three a year or so. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just, I'm just excited. I feel like I'm, um, what's the word? Like patting our own back a little bit, but I'm <laughs> Wait, just really excited yeah, about love. Thy, I'm really excited about love. Thy nerd, you know, uh, <laughs> should we get that sound of the, yeah. I mean, I just feel like every day I feel better about what we're doing. Not that I've ever felt bad about it, but I feel like. Um, more like more reaff- like reaffirm yeah affirm like earlier about- when you said that the free play just keeps getting better, better. <laughs> you better. yeah I mean, I mean I, I couldn't think of another analogy yeah, yeah. you know I mean I, we ask I think we've got to ask our people who follow us to give to be patient with us because we're still figuring out what this is yeah but at the same time I feel like the people I'm working with I love and I love what we stand for and I love our mission and I love um, what we get to do. It's a blast. I pinch myself that I get to go to these things. Right. And uh, and I just feel like 
I feel like we're starting to work within our strengths and work well together yeah. as a team. And that's, it took some time, but we're getting there. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we fight about things, yeah, but we really do. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Moment uh, of transparency. I mean, and, but, but yeah. we, like, we love each other. So yeah. that's okay. Like we can love, like we can fight, but because we love each other, like we know that like, if I say I don't like this idea, like, that's not a personal yeah. insult against you. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Fight like family. Yeah. 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 And, and I, and I'm starting to see just how passionate everybody is on our team. And that's, that excites me. I, you know, not to get too spiritual, but I think God's going to use us because I think I just see a lot of like a lot of love of Jesus, I guess, in our group. And I think that's, it's going to be great. So yeah. I'm super excited. Love it. Just a quick reminder, we are running a Gen Con giveaway, and you can enter right now by subscribing to this podcast on either iTunes or Google Play. Leave a five-star review and then send me a screenshot by either emailing bubba at lovethynerd.com or tagging us on social media at lovethynerd. We already have a donation from Gameland Games, and one lucky winner will receive their very own deluxe edition of Tiny Epic Zombies. I have backed this on Kickstarter, and I don't even have mine, but I have a copy ready to ship to one lucky listener. Also, a part of this Gen Con giveaway is a handcrafted dice bag with our logo on it. These are a limited run, and only a dozen were made. We'll even throw in a few of those sweet LTN custom dice that you've heard so much about. So, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast for your chance to win our Gen Con giveaway. We will be announcing the winner on next week's episode of Free Play, so you have until 5pm Central Time on Monday to enter. May the force be with you and the odds be ever in your favor. Well, moving the show right along, we want to talk to you, you heard at the beginning of the episode, like we do every week now, um, what we're going to be talking about. We really want to talk so much about, each of us picked a top three It was game. hard. It was hard. It was hard. And I, I really tried to choose only three, like from this Gen Con, and not <laughs> right. like, like from like, oh, I just found this game, and right. it was awesome. Right. So like right. trying to choose like new-ish games. Like, for instance, okay, since this is not on your list, I'm going to go and throw it out there. You wanted to put Downforce oh, on yes. your list. Yes! Oh, my gosh. Like, good game. It was so First good. First time play. Yeah. I think we played that game more than any other game this weekend. It was close. Like, at least close. Maybe. Okay, you weren't there the first time, but I played a few times before you came. Um, But, like, I think I played that six Six games? It's quick. Games. You can do yeah. that. Yeah. It's a race car card game for people yeah. who don't know. Yeah, you're, okay. You're, hey, thank you, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah. uh, So you, you... Sometimes we forget that other people are... You, uh, you try to win a, a, a car in an auction. Really easy. You're, you're just placed one card down trying to purchase this car. Yeah. But... So that's your car. You get a car, like whether it's you're betting on green, a racer. Yeah, a racer or whatever. So color, blah, blah, As blah. you go along the, the track, you're betting... And you're trying to bet on the the car you think is going to win, and it might not be yours. And if you bet on the one that wins, it, you win more money, and you're just trying to like be the best in all around. Yeah. 
So. And you're laying down cards that are you're moving different cards. colors. Yeah, it's it's easy. Spaces. It's kind of cutthroat if you're playing with the right people because you can cause other cars not to move depending on like the card. Chad you, Snyder. Yeah, the car you put down, like maybe there's a traffic jam and they can't even get through. I mean, indie cars don't jump each other. They should. And they should. It's not <laughs> Mario Kart. Hey, they, they make it more entertaining. Yeah. They do in, what is it, Turbo? With the, the snail? I was thinking Mario Kart. Wow. That snail is fast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you guys ever seen that movie? My kids watch it like 100 oh, times a day. Turbo. I, I was, yeah. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. you guys got kids? What's going on? Yeah, I'm not it's probably My Little Pony. Peter alone. Pan's got kids. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not, picking, we're not picking games like that. We're picking games that we played, maybe demoed. Maybe picked up and saw the potential for, or yeah. watched somebody play at Gen Con. So we yeah. want to give you guys the most, just the purest view of Gen Con that we possibly can. And as it best as was. We, can. we apologize in yeah. advance for the triggering and the rants that you guys are going to go on. Trigger me, did not trigger me. There's another shirt <laughs> for the you know for triggering you guys um, for us not picking the game that you thought. Um, so we're going to have three that we all pick, and we each have an honorable mention that we're going to put uh, right before we tell you what our number ones are. So let's kick it off with our guest, Drew. What yeah. is your number three? Number three is a game from Cryptozoic publisher uh, called Scott Rogers designed this game. It's called Pantone. And uh, what I love about it is it's like it's basically like a art or like a drawing game for people who can't draw. So you yeah. have to. You're speaking from experience. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I was the worst <laughs> at this. I think I got better. You uh, did over time. Yeah. But I, initially, I was the worst at this game, and I can't You're draw. Fine. Yeah. You weren't at the demo. But like being the worst at this game is actually fun. It I really think, is because everybody gets a huge kick out of it. So you get you have color swatches. Pantone is like a, a... It's a universal color language. Yes, it's a universal color language. I'm, a, I'm in publishing, and so we use Pantone swatches to choose the colors for our covers. Anyway, so I kind of know that world yeah. a little bit. Um, but you just get these color swatches, and there's only four of each color, and there's only like, what, maybe 20 or so? 15. 15, 15. okay. Yeah, three 15, five. 15 different colors, and you get a like pop culture Character. Character. So you might get like Which Boba is Fett. Important. Oh, yeah. Or Django Fett, depending on how you want to you know, call it. You have to get people to guess Boba Fett just by placing um, color swatches on the table. And, Usually uh, green ones yeah, for Boba Fett. Yeah. I made so everybody on my table really mad because I used gray color swatches <laughs> to try to make a Boba Fett mask. I mean, I can get it. It's kind of dented a little bit. It's like it's faded. And the, yeah. Okay, so he Googled a picture. I Googled a picture and it looked gray to me. Which Maybe is I'm okay. Colorblind. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, you're allowed to. Yeah, exactly. You're allowed to Google pictures to like make sure you know how to illustrate your character. Sure. But then it, as it goes, it gets harder. So then the next round, you can only use one of each color. Um, First then, round is unlimited cards. Second yeah. round, one of each color. And so then third total. round is only three swatches. You can do two or three of all the same color. You can use multiple uh, the, the same color swatches, but Any only right, three right, swatches. Yeah. So it's pretty. It's pretty hilarious. I think it's the kind of game that's really easy to like pick up and play I, and, I and think explain. My problem is like I'm a perfectionist and I want to, I want to do it really well. Like I want. There to be no doubt that if I'm putting down <laughs> death, you will know what death is. Or if it's Severus Snape, like yeah, you're just that's because you're like right now. I think you're a little bit artistic and like I just want to be 
like it, I want it to look good. You're like, oh, that's Snape, no problem. Like you're Got the it. kind of person that can like build things and 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 like I'm fix sure. things and stuff. Cabinets, man. So like that so, game yeah. did not make my top three. And, <laughs> no, like, it did not. It's okay. Yeah, it actually didn't make our list last week because Matt was like, no, done. No. I. And we kind of forced you to play it. You got a kick out of it, though, didn't you? He a was bit. not a happy camper. No? Okay. Okay. It was like it was <laughs> freaking 1.30 in the morning. He I'm hated like, it. That's true. I'm done. Here's your Stewie Griffin. I mean, <laughs> Which I fine. guess. You yeah. got it right You're away. Welcome. You're, you got it right away. I felt good about that one because you got it right away. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. I, as we you were, were playing with a very large group, which may The box know. says 2 to 20. Yeah. I do not recommend. No. We played with. Eight, Nine, no, ten. that last game was like mm-hmm. ten or twelve. That's too many. At least. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a little bit lot. too many. I, mean, I, I would recommend five doable. to seven. Yeah, to have a comfortable game. Well, yeah. I'm glad you enjoy it, Drew. Uh, yeah, I bought it. Yeah, I definitely get. It's one of those. It, it's a great party game. It's true. So. I I do like party games, and I I know like a like Gloomhaven. Yeah, like a whole like, clank. Get the party in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a party. Yeah, get a party in there in the game. Yeah, and this time yeah. to party, we will party hard. <laughs> Well, Matt, what was your number three? Yeah, last week I put this as my number one, and I I don't think it disappointed. It's just a couple others surprised me more. Uh, I put The Reckoners, and this is a, a book that Brandon Sanderson wrote, and it was made into a game by Nuevo, Nuavo. We never Nuevo really figured out how to games. say that. Yeah, we, we probably should have done a little bit of, we should have sure. just asked. Well, I did, did meet, meet uh, Seth, the designer there, and he's, Super awesome, taught it really well. Yeah. Uh, but that game lives up to the hype. You have these hero, these these uh, humans who are fighting these super powered villains. Everyone who has powers is a villain. So you're trying to take them out and steal heart before they destroy everyone and everything yeah. else. So uh, the the mechanics are there. The dice are nice. The tray inserts are wonderful. Uh, just an overall, just like really pleasing, like. If you're gonna charge as much as you do for that game, hundred bucks, like, that yeah. game is worth a hundred dollars. Special Gen Con price of hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that I and that's like the low. Like yeah, you can spend one twenty and get the the metal pieces and the metal figure because they also come with like little figures. All uh, of them are metal or just steel. Just heart? steel hearts metal because yeah. I guess that's part of the story. Is he steel try- fart? Yeah, steel <laughs> fart. He's trying to. He steel heart is trying he to turn steals all metal. of the farts. He, he, he can have them. <laughs> <laughs> so like, if you spend one twenty, like, and you get sleeves as well for all the cards, which is a really good deal for all of that. Like metal are they pieces. sleeves. No, they're sleeves that fit all the cards in the game. Like every the, card. Do, you get they sleeve. don't say reckoners on the back of them. They just- I. They may actually. I, I'm not sure about that. I'll ask you again later. Sure. Hey, see. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, all that to say, like, I think this game for the price is just so well done. If you like Sentinels of the Multiverse, but you want, let's like a little. I liked bit it better. More, you like Sentinels? Oh, really? You yeah. demoed it? I haven't played it. Yeah. And I'm there. Yeah. It was more streamlined. It was easier to learn. I think. I think the app version of Sentinels is the best version of Sentinels. Because you don't have to think. Yeah. You don't have to count. think about, count, remember, like mm-hmm. read through, try to understand. Where Reckoners, like, it's very cut and dry, like in a, in a good way. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to playing it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that my kids will really, really enjoy it, especially the older ones. Yeah. And you're going to paint them. I will paint them. Yep. 100%. I, my, my guess is that you pause Gloomhaven paints, 
and move to record. Well, I've only been painting about one Gloomhaven figure at a time because, like, I'm not going to paint them until I un- unlock them. I stand by what I said. Okay, you win. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. What about you, about um, three? My number three uh, is, uh, just like you talked about, um, it is Sentinels of the Multiverse, the RPG. Oh, what? Though. Uh, fun fact, I have never played an <laughs> RPG before at all, ever. So really, your number three is just like RPGs. RPGs. <laughs> and it happened to be this one that I played. Yeah, that's right. by Greater Than Games. Yeah. Guys, absolutely. have you heard of these RPGs? <laughs> What's that stand for? What's in a Rupridge? Uh, a Rupridge? Rupridge. <laughs> Never heard of they. But I like I liked it because it RPGs in general, and I apologize if I'm game-splaining for absolutely no reason at all because everybody else has played an RPG. And I hope that doesn't... You know, remove any kind of confidence that you had in me for Love Thy Nerd. Who are you? But you know, an RPG is you get to role play a character. That's what the RP stands for in RPG. And you <clears throat> you have a, a set of stats that are predetermined and sometimes you get to build them and roll them up. Not in this game. This game is an out-of-the-box RPG ready to go. And we talked with one of the developers of it. And it's... Dave? Ish... I'm gonna guess Dave. That sounds right. Davish. Um, yeah, Davish. He's he's not from around these parts. <laughs> and I, I asked him a lot of questions about RPGs. You know what I would call a dumb white guy question. Like I just don't mm-hmm. know, and I'm he gonna did. go ahead and ask it. Hundred percent. And and he was really good about answering those questions. And April Lynn was amazing at sitting down and learning right. the she, game. She had no background. She's um, not a Sentinels head. Multiverse. Is that what they call him? Yeah, Sentinel's head. Sentinel head. Like, like a sneaker head? <laughs> Sent head. Sentinel. Sentinel. Whatever. We're going to uh, get there. So she like, she sat down, learned the rules, learned as much background as she could from She took a whole rules. afternoon. Yeah. Like went off and said, I'm going to sit upstairs and read the rules and learn it. Yep. Now, uh, I told Chris this morning, uh, Chris Gwaltney, our chief executive nerd and other host of Humans of Gaming, I said, I think that... He he would have had an easier time, yes. and and we would have gone deeper in it because he knew. I mean, he is a sentient. He is Mister Sentient. Yeah, Sentient. And <laughs> so Sentinence. so as yeah. she was reading through the story, he was like, "That's Brass Hat or whoever his name is." I'm I don't know. I don't Steel Fart. Steel. <laughs> He's like naming all these characters, and she's like, "Oh, some nondescript tree." And He's like, "Oh yeah, it's the the tree of Ashgash." Ashgash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, and, and Matt's laughing because he knows Sentinels too. Like, he plays everything about it with his kids. But you know, somebody who had a better understanding of the of the Sentinels yeah. multiverse would have been able to to DM that game. She did really straight well, through. though. I think she did amazing. I think my only, I think what would it have wasn't helped. her? No, it wasn't her because this is like a an alpha release yeah i asked game. the guy hey if i give you the 25 dollars to get this the rule book the characters and the one shot and then you come out with a rule book later that fixes everything do i have to buy that and the answer was yes yeah I'm not super happy about that come, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and i know that I'm, I'm kind of downplaying my number three here no but, it was but fun. The, the fact of the matter is that yeah exactly i had fun we yeah. all had fun playing the game yep and it was literally 1.30. That's when it was 1.30, not during yeah. Pantone. But it was 1.30 while we stopped Whatever. playing the game. Because so freaking late. Drew walked up to us and was like, hey, guys, you going <laughs> home anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> and we all looked down and go, what oh, it's 1.30. It? Oh, sorry. 
So I think that that's the hallmark. I of felt it. bad about that because y'all were having no, y'all were like you, having you're a good time. right. You're 100 percent right. I'm I'm glad you're here on the podcast to get yeah. roasted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that that to me is the true hallmark of a good game or, and or gaming experience is did you get lost in it? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, some might call it addiction. Uh, <laughs> there's a wonderful uh, article on our website about that. You can go and read that. Yeah. Um, but. I think that we were in, you know, it was a safe, this is what we were there to do, was to play games and to have fun with each other. And the whole point of an RPG is to become the characters. And True. we did. We did. We, we shot we, Snyder well, out of a cannon. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was Bunker. Had launched him. Bunker it was like kind of a, a human in a Hulkbuster suit, kind of. Yeah. Um, and we, we mined, well, uh, Selfers our took intern, him. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Susan took him and threw him up. Through her metal powers to the giant redacted. That's that thing. Because yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, one thing I really enjoyed about this RPG is the the dice rolling mechanic. Like you choose a power and you kind of choose the how and the why mm-hmm. based on what they have listed there. And then you roll certain, like you roll three certain dice depending on what powers you use. Yeah. And then you take whatever the middle number is from those three dice and that's kind of your attack. That's what you call it. Or damage, yeah. I guess. That's your, that's your action die. Whatever you do, yeah. if you're defending, if right, you're attacking. Right. And I think that's like, it's just like a good twist on dice rolling RPGs. Yeah. We found that the one flaw in it was the lack of an initiative role. Yep. To know who goes what, when, for why. Um, so, but anyway, that's my number three, and I bought it. Uh, so I will be playing that. I'll be DMing that with, you know, some of my friends, probably, probably back home. But that was Sentinels of the Multiverse RPG. Uh, Drew, what's your number two, bro? My number two is a game I got to demo one night at Gen Con called Before There Were Stars. And it's going to be published. It's not out yet, but it should be in the fall, I believe. Don't quote me completely on that. Mm -hmm. Look it up. I can't remember the exact. But I think this fall, soon, pretty soon. Uh, Anyway, it's a storytelling game. And I don't normally like storytelling games, but this was really great in part because I think it hits on something that I like, which is like, um, like... theology philosophy kind of stuff oh yeah this game is you yeah for sure so so you have to it's like you're the storyteller of your people yeah and of your tribe or whatever whatever that might might be but you get to tell the story of your people and so um you the first one is in the beginning and so you start your story with in the beginning and everybody tells their own story it's not like we're creating a story together it's It's not once upon a time did you ever play that game no, no, I haven't. It was a continuous story game. Yeah, yeah, and the thing jump that in a different time. yeah, the thing that sucks about those types of, of games is that somebody's going to screw up the story or just or troll it or whatever. We had or, to give it away. Like it can those can be funny because but they're sure, pri- they're only the right funny. Yeah. yeah, they're only usually funny. This could be funny, and a lot of people play it that way, or it could be super serious. Like my group was, there was a couple kids that were playing. Theirs were kind of funny. But everybody else is kind of trying to st- tell a good story. But in the beginning, so in the beginning, how did the world come into existence? And then the next phase is um, civil- civilization arose, essentially. Like, how did civilization yeah. ar- arise? And then there's a hero. That's the third phase. And then the final phase is, like, the end. How does your story, how does the world come to an end? Or life or existence come to an end? What's the... What's the bow you're going to wrap on the story of the world that you're yeah. creating? And so um, some people can tell it totally scientifically. Some people will take a, like a theological approach. Um, I wanted to tell a hopeful story, but ended up telling a really like dismal <laughs> <laughs> story. Yeah, you didn't. That was weird. You didn't quite get to the end. Uh, yeah, but um, 
the thing I love about it is at the end, the game encourages you to affirm. Everybody goes around the table and affirms one thing they like about each other's that's stories. That's awesome. Yeah, and so so like I imagine like playing with somebody that's super religious, and then someone who's like athe- an atheist or something, and still like having that moment where you just say, "Well, I really like this about your story." Yeah, and uh, your character wore green. That was pretty dope. Yeah, it was like I thought my story wasn't very good. <laughs> But uh, people said some really nice things about it. And I was like, oh, man, that's like, it wasn't <laughs> as tried. bad as I thought. You tried yeah. really hard. Really hard yeah. Good job talking. Yeah. <laughs> and you you roll dice, by the way. I mean, this important element of the game. You roll dice, and it's like these star dice. And they, re- they reflect different patterns of uh, dice on these cards that relate to words. So based on whatever you roll, and you roll like 12 dice. So there's lots of options, generally, that you can pick up. From those cards so you might have to pick up a card that says like father or a card that says twins or whatever like one of mine was twins so i had to tell the story i'd incorporate that into my story sure um so you choose one uh, you choose two cards each round to incorporate into your story so it kind of that kind of guides you a little bit into telling the type of story you want you're not just totally making up right. a story um but That's uh cool. but yeah it was it was it was surprisingly poignant i think yeah um, which is like that well and i think that there need to be more games like that. I think that's where the industry is going. More thoughtful, like real life, uh, just games. Um, Shane was telling me about one by Plaid Hat Games called <laughs> Coma Nuts. Okay, so yeah. This man in the, I heard in a coma, good. and it, it's the same people who. It's the same guy who made um, Stuff Fables uh-huh. and Mice and Mystics. Uh-huh. Uh, and you're this man's in a coma, but you have to go into his head, and you have to find the doctor that's going to heal him. And like, just kind of like these deep themes, like in mm-hmm. his head. In his head. So like, if you, like, it's like a book, just like oh, I um, saw this. Fables is. I saw so it. Like, I think that's where the industry is going, like more like yeah, deep storytelling, and like that's where like There's, I really yeah. enjoy that. Like, yeah, there's certainly a space being created. I, for I it, appreciate for sure. the arm of tabletop yeah. that's being created yeah. for this. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, and I think this game is pretty easy to play. Like, you don't need to be a great, um, like, well versed in games to be able to play it. Like, almost yeah, anyone can pick it up. How long are you given to create? Um, yeah, there's not really a time. You're not like limited on time. Like that be- might be helpful, actually, if you were. Yeah, <laughs> but it might go quicker. But yeah, no. Um, or are you play- just like legitimately creating on the fly? Yeah, basically, really? you give you give each other some time to kind of think of how I'm going to frame your how am I, how am I going to frame my story? How are you going to frame your story? Interesting. Um, it took oh, us okay, about so you're given a buffer. Yeah, it took okay. us about an hour and a half with about mm. six people, but that's like the max I think that they encourage uh-huh. you to play it with. So if you played it with three or four, you could probably do it in an hour or less. Huh. Yeah. That'd be an interesting exercise. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but it was surprisingly like. I guess I like the, that idea anyway because most of the games I play are competitive right. or cooperative right. and we're all doing something together or we're all competing against each other. neither, really. Yeah, it's really not. And and so it, it, it could have the potential to create some really like poignant moments with your yeah. friends that you might not have like Remember, watching right. a movie or something together. And also somebody might steal your story and make it into a <laughs> the next Harry Potter yeah. or J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, you Yo, could, wizard. You might. <laughs> I mean, Drew. Twins. The twins are wizards. You're, you're both wizards. It's it might crazy. be like the first step to you writing like this amazing novel. Or, yeah, that's right. Or something. <laughs> Maybe so. Well, Matt, what was your number two, bro? Uh, my number two was Brass by Roxley Games. We had Surprisingly. Paul. Surprisingly good. 
Sassberg. Yes, he Sassberg. yes uh, he came up and he demoed slash hung around for the first half of the game and told us exactly how to play. Yeah, uh, the game, which was really helpful because it is a deep game. Ooh, it is a deep game. Uh, it has the same kind of mechanic as Ticket to Ride, where you have that you score the points in the outside of the board, but it's very much like you're laying, you're yeah. laying yo boats and canals. Yeah, boats. And and it's sort of, of like a like a resurrected Euro game that was out yeah, it, back it, in the day. It came out in 2007 originally, so hasn't been, Did it really? It, it's not that long ago. 2007, and, which isn't that long ago, right? I was surprised. From now, yeah, it wasn't that long. Yeah, ago. I thought it was older. I did too, and then I looked it up, and it, it only was like it, they remade it. They changed it minor things huh. about it. They gave it a fresh coat of paint. A they tried coat. to change some mechanics. Right. And, and uh, Gavin, yeah. And, yeah, it's yeah, a really Gavin striking us, art style. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So I'm really looking forward to getting it to table. Uh, it was good. Friends, yeah. and It was good. I'm so, Yeah, okay, so this is an interesting dynamic that we have here in this room because Drew was supposed to be there for that demo. Couldn't make it said, hey, are you still going to that demo? And I said, yes. And he said, can you find three other people to take with you to this demo? <laughs> so I did. And it was... Uh, you and you guys and April Lynn. And Chad. Right? And Chad. And but you didn't. Oh, okay, so that, that was Chan, right. uh, or Chad, uh, Daniel from Dice Throne, mm-hmm. and April Lynn and myself. And we sat down and we played brass, and Paul walked us through it. And you know there were some things that he wasn't sure about because they had gone back and forth a uh, hundred times. Right. And he's also been playing. We played Lancaster, and he played Birmingham, mm-hmm. and it's just it's different. It's a true sequel. It adds things. It changes dynamics. Stuff like that. Right. But the one that we played was the original game, um, Lancaster, and so it just was a little bit different. But he he once we hit phase two, which moves moves you from canals to railroad railroads. He was like, all right. You guys I'm got out. it. We'll see you later. Have Here's fun. Real book. And I'll be danged if we didn't figure it out. You did it and you lost. I got crushed. <laughs> yeah. Who won? Dan. Dan. Oh, nice. He probably mm-hmm. cheated though, if we're being honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a good time. Dan, to if you're listening, come clean, man. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Let me tell you something. I know a little bit about Dan. But he uh it, it's interesting to watch people that understand the Euro game play a game like brass. Right. Because they play it in a different way than yeah. people who are like, ah, yes, I'll Throw build it out railroad, there. <laughs> coal. Because yeah. it is. It's it's resource management. It's not worker placement. No. But it's resource management. It's railway building, you know, connecting from space to space. Um, and then you're having to use... I don't want to get too much into it because it's very complicated. It is a deep. Just give me... Like, I want you to give me the thousand-foot legacy view. Okay, so the, the, the thousand foot view, and I got into it with April a little bit, a little bit about this. But to me, it's like Catan on steroids meets Ticket to Ride on steroids. Oh, I was gonna say, and I, I don't want to be like this type of review. It's an oversimplification. Yes, yeah, oh, this is oversimplified. But I, I thought it was more like Ticket to Ride meets Monopoly in some ways. Six sort of, of one, yeah, really. Six like, of one. And I don't like, I don't want you to that to turn you off because I think that Brass really has. It's not it. any of those games. Do you, it's, it's do you a trade game, with other a, people? There is no trading. No, it's game. a game that takes it to ride. But you can be. share resources. So mm-hmm. if there's a resource on the board, the two major, two only resources in this particular game are coal and iron. And if it's on the board and you have a route that's connected to it at all, yeah. you can use it. Uh, okay. But it's beneficial to the player that has the coal 
Because what it does is once you use the coal that's on that resource, say there's four, four coal on there, you use it, it flips, and the player that owns that coal reserve mm-hmm. or that mine scores the points yeah. immediately. And then at the end of the round, they score again. Yeah, I like that. I like that because the thing I don't like about Monopoly is that it becomes... Everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but right. it becomes whoever is the shrewdest negotiator is going to That's win. True. My generally, wife will not trade. Generally. She won't yeah. do it. Yeah. I won't trade either. She'll sit on right. one of each color and be like, Deal with it. Sucks to be you. <laughs> yep. Monopoly yep. Gamer is where it's at. We're not talking about that, but that's if you're going to play Monopoly, that's what you want to play. Yeah. yeah. So that's my number two pick, Brass. And you're going to get it to table. So yes. you're doing the review for yes. it for us. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Because I let Chad have my spot, which I just, is probably best for me that time of day. Like, I was able to watch and pay attention. You but were like, a zombie. I, at that point in the day, I would not have been fun to play with. No. And I just, it's good to know your limits. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'll be real. If you guys do get this game, with this game, which I I, pff, I recommend getting this game, not because Roxley's, are, you know, they're they're a boo, but I mean it. It is if you like these these kind of, it's a three hour game, you know, yeah, roughly three hour game. Um, this is this is your jam, and then you're gonna want to get Birmingham after it, yeah, because you're gonna have the blood in your. I mouth, really so. like the yeah. idea of like taking great old games because I know it's 2007, but still, still. like. Board gaming wasn't where it was no, right. at all yep. in 2007, where it is now. And so, taking great games in the past and sort of giving them a new life is really exciting to me. Yeah, agreed. And that game is currently number 35 on Board Game Geek, ranked. Ooh, wow. Yeah, think that's about impressive. that for a second. Yeah. And then go and look up your favorite game on Board Game Geek and see where it ranks. So, just to give you kind of an idea. I won't say. You won't do it. <laughs> Well, my number two is a game that I did not even know existed 24 hours ago. At all. Okay. So it's a game called Barbarian. Oh, yes. Like a bear. Yes. 100%. Gummy bear, but not gummy. I was was just blown over by this game. Wasn't it? It Completely unassuming. What's going to happen is like, Someone's gonna be like, that game came out three years ago. How dare you? Like, but this is the first I've ever seen it. First I've ever at all heard or seen of it. So Ryan Guerra, uh, he's a mod in our community and good friend of ours. He he was like, Hey, will you go by Greenbrier? This right. that's the the booth that does this, the publisher. He's like, Will you go by Greenbrier and pick us up some cards? Is that what he wanted? He he said there was some Gen Con exclusive cards were, for this. You were game. doing a lot of that. You were kind of the Gen Con pack mule. For- I was like just wanted to be kind and like do what I could to get people their stuff. And I only honestly, I was only able to get Ryan his cards like for whatever reason. So congratulations, Ryan. Sorry everyone. Else. So as you were walking over to do that, you're going to talk to the guy, and I see this this really cute looking game called Barbarian. And I sit down. I'm like, oh, hey, the, the the girl's name is Jen that is demoing this game. And she's just the best. Oh, my gosh. You guys just always shout out to Jen. And so she's demoing this game and she's going through. What it is, is it's a dice drafting, attacking, defending, uh, you know, four player game. I don't know how, how else to really put that. You'd have to kind of see it. But you roll your dice openly. And then what you do is you take your dice and you put them behind a divider and then you get to place them on your player board in different places. So like the first one gives you a resource that's called honey. And if you, I think it's like one to three. If your dice is one to three, you can place it there. The next one is, uh, you know, I think one to five, you can place it there. 
Yeah. But if it's six, if it's a six, then you get to lock it in as your victory point so nobody can steal your victory point. It just it, It's one of those games that is really quick. It's really fun. It's got gorgeous art. It it's great. caught me completely off guard. I had no hype to live up to. It was the first game we played today. It was. It was and the like, very first game. I wasn't like I walked into. We weren't it even after, planning on playing that. No, I. You had just like jumped into it while I was getting the cards, and then I came back and I was like, All right, "I'll jump in too." Because honestly, I hate just standing around at a booth. Right. I learned I that. Ga- I learned that game in one minute, and I was able to play and like actually compete. And I was there. Come say on, beat now, don't we? We play two hands. Say. Don't say you beat me. Well, that was way ahead. <laughs> Let's though. not go that far. Way ahead. Were you yeah, right? Yeah. Way ahead. <laughs> Um, but, uh, we ended up getting a copy of that and there will be a review on Barbarian yeah. on our website yes. here very, very, very soon. And I would recommend getting it because I think that everybody needs a game like this. I think it scratches an itch that it's, it's fun. It's low key competitive, um, without yep. getting ragey, Yep. you know, because nice. there's really nothing to do to screw the other person over. Yeah. Other than maybe stealing their victory points, which you can do. They call them glory in that game. But that's part of the mechanic. But as far as the things that you do behind your player board, it's not like, well, I'm, I'm going to stunt you. And I'm just going to keep stunting you. Right. And I'm going to debuff and debuff. That's not what it is. So it's just really fun. And you can go over the top and be dramatic with it. And, you know, it, it kind of gave me a similar vibe that we were doing with Sentinels, where it was just, just be goofy, be, be ridiculous, yeah. do whatever you want to do, go wherever you want to go. Let's play that tonight, okay? Which one? Barbarian or yeah. Sentinels? No, Bar- Barbarian. You said no to I'll both. I'll play Barbarian yes. right now. We can stop. <laughs> All right, we're done. And that's this And that's why y'all can it. But yeah, that's that's my number two. So so before we get on to uh, the number ones, I mentioned earlier that we wanted to do honorable mentions. And the reason the reason we're doing honorable mentions is because it's just, it was not fair. There are so <laughs> many games there. It wasn't yeah. fair to do three. Um, so at the behest of Drew, we're going to do that. And so Drew, what is, what is your honorable mention? Uh, I'm, my honorable mention is going to be the prettiest game I saw at Gen Con. And that is definitely Everdell, which oh, has boy, kind yeah. of Everyone like, was yeah, gorgeous. Yes. And it's, yeah. It's, Objectively beautiful. Yeah. And I think I saw the, the like collectors special edition or whatever. With the um, squishy even, berries. Yeah. Squishy. <laughs> Those berries are so squishes. Squishes. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't change this. I like squishes. Yeah. yeah. TM. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just it's got this beautiful tree that you put together, and it's just gorgeous. But um, it's a worker placement slash card tableau, tableau. However you say that game. Uh, yeah. yeah I'll, tableau. Tableau. Okay. Good. Tablet. <laughs> card tablet game. <laughs> That's better. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I I think it's it's. It's fun to, from what I can tell, it's as fun to play as it is good looking. So, um, yeah. I would have picked that up, that game up had it not been $75. Yeah, they were only selling the collector's edition. Well, the regular copy is 70 so it's not much better. Yeah, I think it'll go down a little bit. Maybe I, as it, I hope so. Popular, I really but, so. Um, but I mean, it's not because it's a bad game. No, yeah, it's I think it's probably. My pocketbook I'm, is low. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's worth the price, but, but yeah. Honestly, that that's a game that I'm going to be watching on Cool Stuff and Miniature yeah. Market. Yeah. For not like like a ding dent box or something yeah. like that, you <laughs> yeah. know, like yeah. I, I don't care if it's you know missing an entire corner of the mutilated. Front, you know? I yeah. almost bought one of those mystery boxes today just because maybe that would be in there. 
Although a mystery box. Like, it'd be like Monopoly I forget what they're called. Do y'all see those? No. What are you talking about? There's some, I can't, I'm, I don't remember the name of it, but there's these boxes you could buy for 50 bucks and there's supposedly $120 worth of games in there. Well, thanks but for but they're like scratch, They're like scratch and dent type things, like oh, something shit. that has one small defect, you know? Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. Sorry. Appreciate that. No, okay. Sorry, man. Let me hop in my DeLorean. Seriously. All right, it does stress me out to the idea of like getting something I don't like. Uh, it's though. like the lottery. I would have gone. Well, I mean, we'll we'll come back here in just a second. But that I I was gonna I was gonna get in on the board game Bento. You oh hear yeah, about that. Uh huh. You know, it's, yep. everything has a subscription box service now. But when that was big and it was first starting, I was gonna get in on it. And my you know my game library was 10, 15 games. You know that would have been good. Yeah. Um. But now, I mean, since then. I would be of the same accord. Like I'm just afraid I'm going to get something. I know that, it's true. Yeah. You, you want to curate your your library as best you can. The games you're actually going to play. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Oh, well, you'll get there. <laughs> hey, so my honorable mention uh, is Sabotage. It is Tim Fowler's brand okay. new game. It's this on was Kickstarter. The foreshadowing. Yeah, it's yeah, on. Yeah, just kickstarted. It, yeah, it has. Uh, I think ten days left. Ten days. Well, it was ten days ago. So not that many it days left. Uh, and he allowed us to go into the demo Probably hall. Probably about 15 by the time you listen to this podcast. Right. He allowed us to go into the demo hall, and he brought his prototype copy, and we were able to sit down and like just play through it, the easy version of it. And there, there was a harder version of it. It's just a kind of like, it, it is a cooperative. It's a, it's a it's 2v2. A 2v2. There's a screen okay. in the middle. You have a spies versus villains. villains. Oh, and you right. are trying to, as, as a spies, you are trying to deactivate the doomsday devices right and as the villains, villains you're trying to activate activate <laughs> the gen- generators we're trying to we're, we were trying to turn on generators generators so okay. it's a kind of a like almost like a captain sonar type feel if you've played that game before it's probably the best way to talk about it on a podcast yeah uh trying to guess where the other person is what they're going it's to do. It's not as shouty. No, not as shouty. Well, that, that's what I liked about that it. That was a misnomer. It's not shouty at all. It's it's not I feel like with, with a game like Captain Sonar where you're trying to like listen and understand where the other person is at all times, like with five people in your team, not only is there a captain of your submarine, there's a there's a table captain <laughs> and he's trying to tell you where to go. At least that's that's kind of been my uh personal Yeah. Like, you were in a weird group though. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but with this, like you are, you are. It's like a close, intimate, like spies relationship where you can, like, all right, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over here. Yeah, you're. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit this, this generator, and then I'm gonna bounce back, and I'm hoping that they don't know where we are because, like, the signal's gonna go off, and like, there's no time limit. There's no time limit, and you can just like really work it out. So like, it's like, I think sometimes two v two games and. And even like competitive games can be stressful. And maybe like I'm just getting older and I'm just enjoying We've cooperative already games. I know. You okay, are I am getting, getting older. older yeah. And I, I enjoy Unlike this us. cooperative. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually getting younger. <laughs> right. Uh, I enjoy the cooperative games more just because like we're working together and like if we lose, we lose together. And we're like, yeah. because of my like perfectionist, like competitive nature, like I want to be the best. Like in those other games, um, it's just like it's not always going to happen. I don't know. I mean, that's a personal flaw. But like this, like it just was fun to be able to work with someone for a common goal, mm-hmm. and like there's a really like he had a really awesome screen between the two of us um, for like the prototype. It, it looked nice. I'm just really looking forward yeah. to to it. Like right on wipe off board type material, like yeah. marking things out. Um, 
Yeah. So Tim, you you knocked out of the park again, really. Yeah, I'm not getting too caught up on what the the demo looked right. like. I it was it was the be, gameplay yeah. about it. So it was you, what happens is the villains roll dice, and then we tell. I say we because we played the villains. Yeah. Not you and I, but uh, Jen and I played the villains, and the villains tell the other team. Uh, the spies, what the numbers on the dice are. And then they change their dice on that side to fit what we have. And based on how many uh, detectors that they've turned on or uh, detonators, I'm sorry, how many detonators they've activated and how many generators we've activated determine how many dice we have and how many dice they have. So you have abilities that you can activate. And it's very battleshipy in that, you know, it's, it's not B1 hit. You right. know, but it's like, uh, I'm going to tase um, A yeah. or whatever. And if you're in that sector, then you get tased and you're out of there. And then you parachute back into whatever just, location you want to and you just keep going. Yeah. Once the spies have been tased four times mm. or once uh, the spies have deactivated, what was it, eight of the... We were really close. You, yeah, you guys were within... Four, which is not very far. Not very no, far at all. not for like, it would have been another two turns we yeah. had it. So, uh, not to brag, but we won. And Ish. Yeah, <laughs> all the way. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a great game. And it was, was good to, it was good to have that under our belt because that's the same thing we did for, um, what was it? Now Borning. Yeah, which I picked up. You sure did. Uh, so at PAX in January, we did the very same thing for Tim Fowers with Now Boarding. And uh, it was it was great. Just absolutely love playing uh, Tim Fowers games. And if you haven't played a Fowers game game, yeah, play Do it. it. And I would say start with Burgle Bros. Yeah, it's a good place to try. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's yeah. a good baseline. Unless you just really love words. Then if you, you love words, start love with word, hardback. Yeah, hardback. Hardback. Um, yeah. So that's that's good. That was a that was an awesome. It was it was hard not to put that on in the top list, but it's not really. It's not out yet. Ready yet. Yeah, yeah it's not out but yet. But kick, get on the Kickstarter. Kick yeah. Back it. My honorable mention is a game that is not new at all, and I apologize. So that's why it's an honorable mention. It, this game came out in 2008, and it is called The Climbers. And the first time I ever saw this game was on International Tabletop Day, and they were playing it on Geek and Sundry. So what happens is, if you guys haven't seen this game like I haven't, you have these blocks, these different sized blocks, and uh, they're, they're different heights, um, and they have different colors all over them. And you're trying to get your character of a certain color to continuously climb this mountain as high as it can go. And the game ends when nobody can climb any higher, and then you score yep. whoever's the king of the hill. Easy, an easy, complicated the game. The end. Yeah. Uh, and you have a short ladder and a long ladder that help you get where you need to go. You can't move diagonally. I think I've given you all the rules. Yeah, we just kind of happened upon it. Like, we were just- We were hanging of, out at another booth yeah. waiting for somebody, and I saw this, and I was like, this let's, is the game that it. I saw. Yeah. Hmm. And, of course, uh, they had a gigantic version of it to play, which always won, helps. I won again, right? <laughs> I, who can tell? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it it's not in my BG numbers. stats. Yeah, so I will, I'm going to put it in right now. <laughs> put it in and share with me. I don't have a whole lot to say other than um, if this game is not in your collection. Get it. Just get it. I didn't, but I'm, I'm working towards it. I, I had a rough yeah. week. So <laughs> um, 
there's a picture to prove just how rough our oh week my was. Oh gosh, this game, is, yeah, this game is about as old as the original Brass. Come on now. <laughs> come on now. Uh, no, by, by a year. Um, that's why it's an honorable mention and not a straight on up there. So, Drew, what is your number one? My number one is definitely like the most, it just grabbed me more than any other game, was Holding On, The Troubled Life of Billy Kerr by Hub Games. Um, so I got to chat with the two guys that are designing this game, and that may have colored my perception of it a little bit. Doesn't but, I do that, though? Uh, yeah, like yeah. When you but, become connected with yeah, the developer. Yeah, I think that's good in a way because their story was really unique. Rory, Rory O'Connor is one of the designers, and it's kind of loosely based on his father's struggle with Alzheimer's. So the idea is that you're caring for a terminally ill patient who's probably not going to make it. And you are medical care uh, nurses, professionals, um, trying to care for this guy. And the goal is to uncover his story. Not like, um, you know, how he ended up in the hospital or something, but the story of his life. And you are trying to do that before he dies. And if you do that before he dies you make it to the next round. There's actually 10 scenarios that you can play through. If you fail, I think the way it works is you have to play that scenario over again. But when you play it over again, you'll learn things about his story that you didn't learn before. Mm. And it's really, um, like, like to make a game about a terminally ill person, you know, it's, uh, I almost describe it as like the That Dragon Cancer board games. Yeah, It sounds like awful to some people probably. Like some people are like, I want to play a game that's fun. <laughs> like that doesn't sound fun. Yeah, But it's challenging so part of what makes games fun is if they're challenging. And this game really is. It's kind of, a lot of ways, it's like something like Pandemic or something where right. the world's going to pot, except it's just one person that's, that's dying. And you're, okay. trying, you're trying to keep him from dying every round. Like if you don't give him some care every round, you'll be in trouble. And you might lose the game even if you don't give him the right kind of care. But you're not just, the cool thing about it is that you're not just trying to keep him from dying. You're also offering palliative care which by offering palliative care, that's how you actually unpack his story and learn what went through his life before he had this heart attack and uh, and ended up in the hospital. Um, so I actually like, I literally teared up a couple times. Did you really? During the story, wow. during the game well, as we kind of unpacked I'm not throwing him. shade. I'm just trying to understand because I guess if it did, if it did impact you in the way that that dragon cancer did, that was exactly yeah. what. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not. We're gonna make a game to make people cry, right? We're yeah. gonna make a game that moves you, yeah, to an emotion, right? Yeah, and it wasn't. I would say it wasn't as like deep. Like it's not as nearly as intense. That dragon cancer for me was hard to get through. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't like that, but it was. A, there were a couple moments in the game where I was like, oh my gosh, like it just made me think about my children and made me think about my life and um, just the value. Like it's very much a game about the value of human life, mm. which I think, and how do we care for it well? And that's such a beautiful concept. But it couples that with really compelling gameplay. Like, it's a good game. And that's what I was what's the, what's surprised the, to see. What's the mechanic? So you've given us the the idea behind it and, and you know, what it plays, but like yeah. how does it play? So there's, like, three, um, what is it? Uh, like, um... What do you call the stages of Faces? time? No, like stages of time at work. Like, you know, when people work, shift. There's oh, okay. Three, that's yeah, the word I was going to There's three shifts. There. There's like the morning shift. shift. Hours, I don't know. The morning shift, the day shift, the night shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shifts, and you have to get through those shifts. You have to give 
this uh, Billy Kerr is the name of the patient. You have to give him care at least once during those shifts. But if you choose not to give him medical care, you can give him palliative care. And just, it's like, it's as if you asked him a question like, hey, hey, um, Billy, like, tell me what's going on with you. And it's an opportunity for him to share about his life. So it's this idea, kind of the idea that like, you know, people who are suffering, they they want medical care, but they also want people to just love them, uh -huh. you know. Um, so you have to do that. And by offering palliative care, you can unpack a story. By offering medical care, you keep him from dying. You uh, lose if he dies. Yeah, you lose if he wow. dies. Wow. Yeah. And, and also if you don't... Uh, so like the completionist in a person would want to just keep talking to him. Yeah. Yeah, and the developer, one of the designers was telling me, uh, his name is Michael Fox, um, he was telling me that it's funny if you see like Europeans that play it, they're all about the palliative care. And then Americans who play it are all about like, do not let Billy die. You know, like they're mm. giving him medical care. So it's Oof. kind of interesting to see that balance. Oof. But, uh, but it like our playthrough, it got down to the wire. Like he was really close to dying. But we ended up passing that that we we won that scenario like just barely. Oh, so and he, you kept him alive. Yes, we kept him alive, and we unpacked all the elements of his story that we needed to to get to scenario two. Wow. Um, and it was so that was what was cool about it is that you think like oh that's just like a like a feely game, and it's really not like it is that, but it's also like kind of like a really great game of the pandemic where you barely yeah, like save the world. That's how it felt. So it's. It's really it's a great game, but it's also really meaningful. So, um, and 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 you know, made me tear up in a way that board games hardly ever do. I am so glad that I'm going after Drew because <laughs> my game is about a billion times deeper. <laughs> well, Drew's. before we get to yours, so the the name of that game again was Holding On: The Troubled Life of Billy Kerr. Now, yeah. is that game available? Oh yeah, sorry. So it'll be available in October. Okay, yeah. so it's not available yet, but, but pretty soon. Was yeah. it Kickstarter or they just go straight to retail? I don't do remember, remember if they did Kickstarter or not. I don't think that they did, but we'll do a little bit more yeah, research. If, if you can still get in on the backer, uh, you know, backer kit or whatever it is yeah. that they used, yeah. um, then we'll give you guys the link. And if not, just wait, and we'll let you know yeah. when it hits. Because I'm sure Drew's gonna follow it. Oh get yeah, it, throw a review. We're definitely up, gonna review that game. I loved it. Yeah. All right, so moving on to the hard stuff. This is like the nitty gritty here. This is like just digging deep and like life. I mean, the, the is, whole this, tone this of our has, podcast. Yeah, this has, has to do with like with extinction and with beverages. <laughs> and hot with beverages. Hot, yeah, hot or kindness. They're mostly hot. Uh, and and with the the size of your brain and how well you remember stuff. And my number one pick is. Dinosaur tea party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, Drew. You can't get to me. Like, <laughs> it's a beautiful game. Yeah, it, dinosaurs with tiny really arms is. holding you, teacups. You, yeah. This is originally, this is from Restoration Games, and this is originally a game called Who's It that came out in 1976. Um, and it, I mean, it's loosely based on it. I mean, ish. I would say it's not going to be exactly the same as that one. I hear that one is um, a little bit. A little bit racist. <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, I haven't played it, but that's just kind no of no comment. Yeah, just no comment yeah. on that. Uh, this is like I would compare this to Guess Who. You're trying to you're asking questions. You're trying to figure out who's who in social you know, deduction game. Yeah, and, and who's who's coming to your party. So you have to use accents and you have to be proper 
and you have to. That's ask, my favorite part about it. Right. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Like it is just like just one of these fun and funny because people's accents are terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kind of, I mentioned I talked a little bit about last week, but the, the twist on it is some of the characters that are coming to your party have little quirks like they might always lie or they flip flop their answers or, you know, whatever. Um, or they're. Tag mates say that they always say no, but sometimes, sometimes they say yes. And, um, <laughs> Matt likes to add his own twist. Yeah. It, it, just keep them guessing, you know? <laughs> um, so that's my number one. And it, it's it's a fun party game that will make you laugh and almost cry because of the amount that you're laughing. Um, my head hurt. Yeah, it was it was So great. much. And I'm ready to play again. Not because the game was so tough and it broke my brain. But I was starting to get a low-grade migraine because I was laughing so hard, crying so hard, just watching them play yeah. the game. Yeah, I was really jelly. I wasn't part of the game, but it's it was. I watched a little bit, and it was hilarious. We'll play later. We yeah. maybe we'll we see. can't say that we're gonna play all of the games. We're gonna play later. them all. So many games to play. All right, Bubby. Last one, number number one. This <laughs> this game. Uh, I thought it was a joke. It is not a joke that this is my number one pick. No, I, I thought the game. Oh, the, the was game a joke. was a joke. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. All right, suspense over. It is Monster Crunch. Say it again. Monster Crunch. Now this is a game by Big G Creative. All right, and what they do is they take a bunch of old like pop culture stuff, like Brady Bunch, Home Alone. Uh, Bob Ross, all this. So the, the Bob Ross, uh, Art game. of Chill, that's yeah. them. Okay, they cool. did that. So they do a lot of Target exclusive stuff. Yeah. And all of their games will be in Target. Found out they've only been around a year? One year, yeah. One year. It's impressive. And they've pumped out yeah. six or seven games. Anyway, um, they, <laughs> they made a game called Monster Grunge. Monster Crunch. And it is the breakfast battle game. So it's all of the old... General Mills monsters. Yeah. That's my favorite time to battle too. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, you wake up and you're ready to to throw down. So you got Count Chocula, you got Frankenberry, Boo Berry, uh, Yummy Mummy. What was that one? Fruit? Growl Howl or something. I need to play this game because I wasn't allowed to eat any of those cereals. (laughs) Yeah. Because you grew up Christian. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but we we actually got to talk to the people you know that are publishing these games and all this all the stuff. Shout out to Shannon and Alex um, from Big G Creative, and this game. I'm just gonna say it is a poker substitute, mm-hmm. and I was explaining our rendition of our playthrough of this game to them, and they were like, "There's no way that this game played like that." And I said, absolutely, this is the most cutthroat game <laughs> I have played all week. Wow. It's true. And I guess it, it obviously is. for you guys, huh? It depends. It was. I mean, we played the first round, and we were like, oh, okay, well, you just play this a card. Kid game. You just you put it in your cereal bowl, yeah. and I played a one, and then you have to play a one or a higher number, and then that's the play going around. Oh, I can't get to your number or higher, so I play a little milk card, and that allows me to play a number and then a consecutive number or a number and the same number to combine them and then get higher. Oh, this game, oh, we're like, we're probably playing this wrong. It just seems too easy. It's blah, whatever. So we get to the end of the round, and we score, and then we're like, "Oh, we're we're gonna 
we're going to go again. I've got superpowers. You've got superpowers. And then you're like, okay, oh, well, so, so, so I've got to get the most cards. And that's when it's like, all right, pink slips on the table. I mean, we're playing for Firebirds and we're going to, at one point I said, I feel like we're going to start putting the games that we've already acquired up as betting chips in this game. <laughs> and honestly, like it, it will be in my house, in the stall cup household, this will be the poker substitute. Like if we want to play a betting game, we're going to play Monster Crunch. Man. This is not going to be a fun little cute piddly game. It is the most unassuming hmm. game of any game that I've seen. It's true. Yeah. You think, oh, it's a fun little kids game. It is not. It is. It, it, when you have your like it. super Christian friends over, you have to be like, look, this is a safe place. Oh, hey. And we're all friends. Monster Crunch. And like, we abide by the, we're equals here at the table. We're going to abide by the rules of this game. We're all friends. Until you play with, <laughs> you've heard this name several times on this podcast, Chad Snyder. Until you play with that dude. He came out in the third round, and so it's like a mad dash. Like, you're just trying yeah. to get as many cards as you can. The dude, first turn, he's the one who starts it off. 12's the highest card you can get. He combines three 12s? Yeah. Nobody oh can God. play over that. You just can't. He's like, oh, okay, well, that's me. And then you get to go again because everybody has to pass. So he's just like cards, 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 cards. And if you go out of your hand before anybody else, they have to discard all the other cards in their hand and they cannot score oh, them. Oh, brutal. So Monster Crunch, that's my number one. Not by nice. General Mills. It's Big G <laughs> Creative. They were giving out boxes of cereal, which they made were. me want to buy it. One. Day one. Yeah, Day one. one they were giving out. You got uh, Frankenberry. I got Frankenberry. It's upstairs waiting for me. Because... I almost got it just for some Frankenberries. Because again, I didn't get to ever I have mean, that cereal as a kid. Well, so we saw this game beforehand when we were doing our Gen Con preview. Yeah. We saw Monster Crunch and we're like, that's not real. It's not a real game. It can't be. The box art's great too, because it looks like a box of cereal. It's yeah. as big yeah. as a box of cereal. Yeah. yeah. For no reason. It'll just to be as big as a box of yeah. cereal. But they like those those kitschy, you know, kind of niche, yeah, tongue cheek yeah. games. Um, and honestly, I mean, Art of Chill, Bob Ross game, that was that was an awesome game. Yeah, I love it. Solid game. Yeah. So more coming from Big G Creative down the line. But guys, those are uh, the the nine games, uh, 10, 11, 12, If you count the honorable mentions, those are the twelve games that we played at Gen Con, and we thought were just the bee's absolute knees. Um, if we had to pick three top, and we did for this podcast. Those are the ones we picked, and they will be in the show notes below on this episode's page on lovethynerd.com. So please engage with us there. We've got Facebook comment section, so just go ahead and do it there. It's going to share on the social. And also, while you're there, browse the website. We've done a lot of work on this website. It's yep. true. I mean, there is content for days on this website. Yeah. Uh, we launched with a bunch of articles, and we didn't even publish all the ones that we have. Mm. There's yep. more coming. Lots to come. More coming. Excited about it. Almost daily. Yeah. And hopefully uh, a lot of good tabletop coverage post Gen Con. So bruh, we have so many review copies. Yep. Um, yep. The the people at Gen Con were good to us. They were very kind. Thank you, Gen Con. Yeah. Guys. At, at Gen Con. Thank you, Gen Con humans. <laughs> humans of Gen Con. <laughs> well, nerds, that's going to do it for episode 19 of the Free Play Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iTunes and Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and anywhere else that podcasts are found. And if you can't find us, please, please, please let us know, and I will do my best 
to get us on that platform. And while you're there, check out Humans of Gaming with Drew and Chris. They're on all of the same platforms. The easiest way to do it is just to search Love Thy Nerd. Both of us will come up. But if you want to go straight to it, it's Humans of Gaming or Free Play Podcast. And if you're not a part of the Love Thy Nerd Facebook group, guys, girls, let's do it. Get in there. Theys. We want every of the people to be in our community. We want to have all the conversations and love all of the people. So just get in there. Hang out. Talk nerdy things with nerdy people. It's a safe space. Hmm. And I make sure that it's a safe space. <laughs> so uh, if you feel belittled or, or belittled or berated or anything like that because you like PlayStation and PlayStation sucks, we're going to make it a safe space for you. Um, but uh, we want to make sure that you get in there. So please just search for Love Thy Nerd on Facebook, and you're going to get two things. You're going to get our Facebook page and also the community. Go ahead and like the page, join the community, and just be an all-around. Do it. Doer. Do it. Do it. Um, also, we're on all of the socials, not just Facebook, but you're going to want to get and find us on the Twitter and Instagram at Love Thy Nerd. And to be fair, if you just want to do at Love Thy Nerd on Facebook, you'll find it there too. We may even have some YouTube videos after this. Uh, yeah. Bowden's yeah. going to be working real hard. Look how yeah. you just put him under the bus <laughs> right there. Uh, yeah, after. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, if you no, don't yeah. see any YouTube videos, message yeah, Chris Yeah, at Bowden. Chris Bowden. <laughs> um, he would love to talk to you about that. But once again, I'm Bubba Stalkup. I'm Matt Warmbier. I'm Drew Dixon. And you always, on your podcast, give your Twitter, Twitter handle. Oh, yeah, sure. You can follow me on Twitter, DrewDixon82. And we don't do that because we don't tweet. So. <laughs> you can follow me at M. Warmbier. I'm at Bubba Stalkup? Yeah. I think Bubba it's Bubba Sita. Ah. Babasita. <laughs> and for Kate Katawaki, who will be back with us next week. Guys, we will catch you next week. And remember, Jesus loves you, nerd. You have been listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. Be sure to rate and review the show and share on all the social media.